And experience have certainly taught us that that is stage one. When we butt heads a little bit there, when you present an idea and it doesn't resonate with me, and then we gotta go, just go and cool down and um, take our time. Sometimes it only takes an hour. Sometimes it takes a couple of days, and it's okay because we know, and and that's kind of an agreement we have that we will get back to it and give it another try. Welcome, everybody, to the podcast, Relationships. Let's talk about it. I'm Preble Toplitsky. I'm a psychotherapist specializing in relationship issues. Everybody's got one. Partners, family, friends, co-workers, neighbors, relationships. Let's talk about it. Welcome, everybody, to this episode of Agreeing to Disagree. And I have a conversation with my wife, Ravana Rainbow. And this one seems like a simplistic one for many people, but as we all know, it can get really challenging. Do you have that philosophy to agree to disagree? And are you able to stay connected when you Stop convincing each other that the other one's wrong and that you're right. Yeah, you know what that's like when you're just convincing the other person to just cross over to the other side. You know, and there are two ways to deal with such a situation. You can either agree to disagree and have a happy relationship or keep on trying to convince your partner, which is causing more anger and frustration. So, you know, agreeing to disagree means accepting that you don't have to agree on everything, uh, considering that you both might be right, maybe even deciding whether you would rather be right or in a happy relationship. Um, Also realizing that you don't need the ego boost that comes from having someone else agree with you, that you're able to self-validate yourself and not just seek it. Yeah, so, and deciding not to be angry about things that you can't change. Yeah, so I really enjoyed this conversation with my wife, and we give you some stories and examples of how we deal with this situation. And before we get on to the conversation, I got my appreciation practice. For those of you that have recently donated to my podcast, I would like to Give a big shout out to Chris in Nevada and Kirsten in Denmark. Thank you so much for your recent donations. It's a great help to get this podcast out to you. So if those of you that are inclined to donate to the podcast, you can go to my website, prepo.com, and you can hit the podcast, support the podcast page, and leave a one-time donation or a reoccurring donation. Thank you so much. And remember to go to my website, prepo.com, and sign up for my newsletters. And there you will get the latest updates of what my work is up to in my mentoring groups to come, coaching groups. 
and some freebies of some tips and tools that I will have in the newsletter for you, and some online courses that are in the works, and you'll get to know when they will be up. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, would love if you would leave us a review. Okay, everybody, here we go. A conversation with my wife, Rainbow, on agreeing to disagree. Alrighty, mm-hmm. let's talk about it. Hey, my love, thanks for coming up on wanting to do this conversation with me. Hey, Prepo. <laughs> Glad to be here again. Yeah. I think this is a great topic because this is, I think, a normal topic for some people, but also I know for us it is. And at times we get caught up and uh, it gets to be challenging of how to deal with disagreements and just can we agree to disagree, things like that. So, Yeah, and it seemed like especially this past month here, it had been uh, more vibrant in our communication. Do you want to explain that more vibrant? <laughs> what does that mean? Well, we have disagreed more. Yeah. Uh, there have been more energy around that. And I mean, it's June and I want to do more things and I'm feeling better and better. So I'm more active and want to get you to do things too in those projects I plan and that. So therefore, that gives some cause for a little friction now and then. Yeah. Uh, we, we've disagreed upon like when to do some gardening work or also like how to do. Like when we were painting the back balcony, I think I got a little too much feedback from you about how to do that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, that is true. I got to admit that I really wanted it done and I thought you were a little annoying and slow to get going and yeah, but it telling, was hot. Telling me how to hold the paintbrush was a little bit too much, you know, and so we were... We were uh, well, it's because it looked a little dandy the way you were holding it. And I just thought, if you're going to paint a lot of this deck bending down, and uh, that could uh, be painful for your wrist. I don't mind the feedback um, at all. Yeah, I don't mind the feedback. But I think sometimes there's energy around the feedback about it being the right way um, or the correct way. And I think. I do agree with that. Yes. I was a little too controlling, yeah. which I can get sometimes, especially when it's a project that I have energy for, that I really want done. Then I've noticed that happens, that I take over a bit and want to direct it and and give minute instructions. So I do understand that that was annoying for you. Yeah. And I think for me, when I just, I just can't react to that. You know, if I react to that, that's like my, my inner child coming out that's emotional and doesn't feel seen and, and acknowledged or maybe rejected for how I'm doing. 
And I think it's just important when I'm able to just go, you know what, we just do it differently. Like she wants, just because she's making that gesture to me of how I should do something, doesn't mean that I have to do it. So uh, when I get secure more with either my thoughts or my opinions or the way that I'm doing things, I don't have to give you like a real big resistance or pushback energy. So I think like when, when we agree to disagree, I know for me, when I allow my adult self, my more wise self to show up in that time, it's like, yeah, okay, you know, you wanted to do it. Thanks for that feedback, but I like holding the, the paintbrush like that. Or recently we had some differences of when to buy flight tickets to, to Europe to, to see uh, Xander and Emma. Yeah, that was big, a big decision, and I've been stalling it and postponing it and as much as I could. Yeah. And I want to honor that, you know, you have a, a a feeling or apprehensive way that the world is, that, you know, things can happen, that it can be challenging to fly back and, you know, the security of just being at home. You know, I want to honor that. And at the same time, I want to live my life and I want to be able to make decisions that um, we don't know what the future is. So... There's that part of, um, yeah, agreeing to disagree. Like, I don't have to, I know I got caught up trying to convince you um, and, and try to wipe away your fears about it instead of just like, yeah, you know, you are having a hard time making the decision. But can I, and there's one thing about that, though. I did make the decision to buy the ticket. And that was just in the thought of, okay, you know, if we need to change it, if we need to cancel it for, for some reason, I'll buy insurance to do that. So there was still a decision on my end, um, but there was a, we, we weren't on the same page on that. Mm -hmm. And that's really unusual for me because um, all the other years going home to Denmark, going to Europe, I'm always excited. I want to go and I'm eager and I want to be there as long as possible. But this year, the feeling was differently. It's partly also because my body is still healing a little bit. But it was just an intuitive feeling of holding back, don't push it yet. But yet you were like, I want that ticket now. I want it secured. It's only going to get more expensive. So we were quarreling a little bit back and forth there on the light side. And then one evening you said, I'm simply going to, book my ticket now because we're not going to travel together I'm traveling earlier than you anyway and so you book your ticket it went really well and quick and easy and you got a fantastic route and deal so I was like hmm maybe it's silly of me <laughs> not to get one as well if it's this easy and this good of a route and you were willing to order it for me so I just spontaneously said, yes, okay, book mine as well. Maybe it's also like the thing that parents do and say like, well, you know what? I'm going to go. You can stay, but I'm going to go. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. It, it, it worked. So it, it did get me going like hmm. I saw. I also saw it. I don't want to make extra work for you. Maybe it will be more difficult if I wait two more weeks and it's you who's ordering the ticket so why should I make it more difficult for you that's not fair so I was just like just mm -hmm. do it but mm -hmm. then something happened so 
some days later, maybe five days later or so, we had dinner out on the balcony and I began to talk about my feelings and apprehensions about this flight ticket and feeling maybe I wasn't ready to go to Europe then. And I was really speaking to my fears about why I had been holding back and unloading all that. And then... And then what? <laughs> I wanted to be like, and then what? I give you lots of love or I give you lots of... Well, what, no, what, I wanted <laughs> to say that before ordering the tickets, we hadn't really spoken about my apprehension for stalling it. Mm, so I'm right. saying it came five days after we had booked the tickets. I should, of course, have said that to you beforehand, but I wasn't really ready to put words on it. That's a, that's a wonderful point because I know that... When I can understand what more of your emotional world is, then I can understand. It doesn't mean that I'll agree, doesn't mean that I'll do, but I can get an understanding. Just like I know that you tell me that if I express more about what's going on for me um, in our differences, then that really opens you up. That really juices you to, to understand and connect in that way instead of me just like saying the facts and and just uh, being more kind of rational or play that, that daddy role. But if I start being more vulnerable and tell you what's going on for me emotionally, that's when we get more understanding, even though we might not agree. And I think that that is so vital that couples realize that you can agree to disagree, you can disagree, but stay with the connection. Uh, don't let it sever the, um, the bonding of your relationship because when we do that it feels like we're adversaries and that is wrong that is where it goes off you, you you and i are life partners when i can stay with that that just because you're disagreeing with me doesn't mean that you're opposing me it just means that you're different you have a different set of thoughts feelings ideas and that's why I love you. I don't want to be with somebody that would, that's just like me. That would be boring as shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And, and it is when we get into a little bit of uh, quarrels, beginning of conflicts, that we realize we have different approaches to it. And um, where you have kind of figured it all out in your mind and it's logic and I'm not really there yet. I'm in my feelings, and it it doesn't line up with me. It doesn't really feel right. And then, but but you're so sad. You can already see the goal. You have your opinion ready, and you're in your mind and trying to convince me. And it, it comes a little like daddy like. Exactly. It's like, but can't you see? And this is it. And making your arguments, and it pushes me further away. And I'm like, I'm not ready for this outburst from you right now of uh, from your brain with logic facts. Right now, I'm feeling my emotions around this decision we have to take. And I'm like, and, and we get into a little bit of quarrel become, because we come from two different ways of communicating the mind and the feelings. And then what happens is sometimes then I begin to escalate too and raise my voice and 
And then I'm just like, let's just stop it. We, we, we are not at all on the same radio wavelength. We're not really listening to each other. And I'm like, stop it. I, I'm, I need a break. And I'm, and I then walk away to do something completely different so that I can hmm, digest what the information you said, but also so my feelings can calm down. And I'll go make something completely different. I'll maybe go sit by my sewing machine or I'll go outside in the garden and pull weeds or water. Uh, think about something else and let it fall into place. And maybe I can go back an hour later, that happens, and then I'm ready to discuss it with you. But not right in that moment when you came at me, uh, you know, daddy-like, or how will you describe the way you come at me there? Um, yeah, Like the executive boss or so, <laughs> this is how I think it should be. Yeah, I, I think I come with some of that energy. You know, I don't I don't think that I'm I'm domineering in that way, but I think I'm pretty I, when I get clear about something, I'm I, I feel a little adamant about like, yeah, like this makes sense. You know, why why aren't you seeing it my way? This this makes sense. Instead of giving a lot of room for the first phase. You know, the first phase is we just might not agree or see eye to eye. We always come around that's why I love the, the I love the part where over the years we've learned to let it go faster. When we've let it go, it doesn't escalate and then it doesn't ferment into this disconnection that's really hard to come back. So when we're able to let it go, over the years we've known, okay, we're we're, we're just disagreeing. Our relationship is not severed. We still love each other. We still care about each other. We're just not agreeing. And when I can have that attitude, then it's like, let's give it some time. Let's digest it. I'll have a different opening to some of the things that you said. You know, maybe I was more adamant about wanting to be right and wanting to be heard instead of making more room to hear how you're feeling and your opinions instead of cutting every time you had an opinion to say, no, that's not going to work or you know, cutting in and interrupting, giving more space. So we've learned that that it goes through some stages. And if we are patient enough and aware enough and present enough that we will come to a real good understanding of each other. Exactly. And experience have certainly taught us that that is stage one. When we butt heads a little bit there, when you present an idea and it doesn't resonate with me, and then we gotta go, just go and cool down and um, take our time. Sometimes it only takes an hour. Sometimes it takes a couple of days, and it's okay because we know, and and that's kind of an agreement we have that we will get back to it and give it another try. And um, then we come from a much wiser place when we have given it a little time. And I've learned that I need to give you some time to really express yourself because the way that you express and explain yourself sometimes is not so direct towards where I'm used to. And you have to like paint the picture and well-round it. And if I really am patient and really give you the space, I am awestruck about your process and how you're thinking and how you're coming to that kind of understanding. 
I know you can be kind of uh, really blown away by my clear insights that come after I've got a little time to um, feel into it. And it's inspiring because I wish that I would do that a little more, that I would really give room for a lot of, of my experiences and feelings and not be kind of mm, a little more wedded to a certain um, frame and closeness in some way of the way that maybe I want to uh, get the answer or get the decisions going. So when when you're able to really explain it, I'm really able to to be present and really listen to it. That's that's phenomenal. I love I love when we do that. So I'm I'm having more and more faith over the years that that's how we'll get through the disagreements. Therefore, when we have those funky little moments, it's not this blow up. It's not this real degradation of our relationship. And that's what I see more in my counseling practice is people let those times really erode and they don't come back in connection faster about other things. Like when we disagree about something, we'll still cook dinner together, we'll still talk about another subject, we'll still talk about other plans that we're making. So we stay in connection with each other to come back to that subject through that connection instead of just being silent and avoid each other. That is so detrimental when people do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. We're really good at getting back to, well, life goes on and we got to cook dinner or we got to do this or we promise to do this or we got to go for the ride now. Yeah. And I think that, that what helps me is knowing that we are going to get back to it. So it's not avoidance, which most people then just like, oh, we talk about something else and we brush it underneath the rug and we avoid. We just give it time to to percolate and digest a bit. So Yeah. And we we made that commitment some years ago about that when we do disagree about something, we will come back and discuss it in a timely manner. And sometimes, you know, it can be up to a couple of weeks, that timely manner as well. It depends on the subject and the busyness of our lives. Yeah. Uh, a memory is coming to me when we were living at Esalen and I was talking to you when we were uh, living in the in the teepee for a little bit and we were talking and you started falling asleep and uh, I was feeling, wow, I can't believe like I'm, I am uh, uh, disclosing some vulnerability and I'm speaking and you're falling asleep and I remember getting upset and thinking like, oh my God, you're, you're falling asleep. I think I even said that to you. Yeah, you did. And uh, and I, I wanted to leave. I wanted to go down to the baths. And I remember I walked outside. It was at nighttime. And you came behind me and you held around my waist from behind. And we just sat, uh, stood there for some moments. And then you kind of leaned me back to look up at the stars, like the vastness of the sky. And um, yeah, that that was like a message of you telling me what we're talking about is so minuscule compared to what we have and what is really going on in the universe. And it was it was this moment that I didn't have to disconnect from you 
Like I didn't have to feel rejected or disrespected. You were just, you were tired. You weren't doing it purposely. And that's, again, that was my little boy feeling not seen and rejected. Um, sure, I could feel disappointed as an adult, but uh, that was the moment that I came back of like, yeah, we're just missing each other right now. We'll come back to it. You're not doing that on purpose. And yeah, that was an eye-opening for me of the way that we handled that or the way that that just surfaced from just looking up at uh, the night sky with all the all the stars and just sinking into, we're here, we're, we're, we're connected. This disagreement doesn't, doesn't need to be big. Yeah, that ended beautiful. And I was tired, it was 11 at night. And I can't really sink that clear at that time of night to give your feedback and all that. So all I intuitively could think about was just wrap my arms around you and look at nature. Yeah, that was the first time we handled a conflict that way. Yeah, and I also want to point out that we had recently met just some months before and you had just come fresh out of the corporate world and that kind of mindset and way of working and living. Yeah, so little clash there of me, the artist. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And again, that, that that's what attracted me to you too. What what kind of was frustrating at the same time was attracting is that you were so different from me. And some of that resistance was me also needing to open up in a, in a different way to allow the way that I saw reality to also be different, but to stay in connection. Cause I didn't grow up with that kind of teaching uh, that, well, I grew up with parents that were constantly disconnecting. So I didn't learn how to stay connected not hold a grudge, not to, to, yeah, hold on to things until, you know, somebody apologized to me. So that um, needed to change in, in this relationship. And I'm so glad, you know, that, that it did. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think, didn't you also grow up in a family where, well, let's just, do things now. The idea is coming up, and that do it now. And or you know, yeah. My mother, when 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 you walk into the door, she like gives you the present as soon as you're walking into the door. <laughs> you know, let, let, yeah. Let, 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 and then let, she let, wants me to open it up, and I'm say, wait, wait a minute. Let me come in. Let's settle down. Let's talk a little bit. I don't want to open your present right now. Yeah. I just want to meet you and be with you for a little while. Maybe in an hour or two or three, I'll open up the gift. That's how I am. But you grew up with that. Here's the gift. Open it now. And yeah, it's kind of like, like lack of impulse control in some way, right? So, yeah, um, to be able to regulate the nervous system enough to just be with in, in the moment, and that's what you brought into more into my life of of being able to kind of like trust in that in that timing. The one area though that I have challenges is around timing with, with you. And, you know, that's the part where we're agreeing to disagree through over the years. Like even the smallest thing when we're maybe gonna watch a movie and and I get up and I go upstairs and I set it up and I'm letting you know, all right, babe, what 
how much time do you need? 10 minutes before we go up and okay, 10 minutes comes and I start walking up the stairs and I'm like, all right, babe, come on, uh, get ready to watch the movie. And you'll still take maybe five minutes, maybe sometimes 10 minutes. You're doing something else, whether it's a little bit of food or something. And I get really irritated about that because I'm thinking that you're being rude, that you're not respecting my time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you're sitting upstairs in the TV room, ready there, and I'm downstairs, and I might be taking the dishes away from the coffee table, and some of yours too, but that I've decided not to do anymore. You'll have to take your own cups and dishes, but it's just because I'm the kind of person who likes to get such stuff cleared out before we go to bed. And so I wake up the next day fresh to not too much work of that. And I know once we have watched the movie, I'm going to be tired and want to go to bed. So while I still have some energy at the time before we watched the movie, I think, oh, this is a good time to do it. And, oh, I also forgot I had to soak some food or make some other stuff ready. I need to send and, that message to my sister oh, on the phone. Oh, yeah, because after the movie, we'll turn off the internet. So, oh, I better do that now. So, so I quickly do such things, and wow, then 10 minutes goes. And I don't think about telling you, hey, I'll just got to do the dishes and do this email and da-da-da. Um, yeah. So maybe I should do that so that you know. Yeah, I think I think there's a fine line of like feeling a little bit, you know, respected for my time too, you know, because I could be doing some other things while you're doing other things. And, and um, you know, that, that there is a fine line about that, like making an agreement that we're going to do something and agree to do that. It, it's a challenge for you. You know, it's such a... You, you're much better at it, but it took you a while to like get on to, uh, to get to appointments on time, um, to be on time through certain commitments. And sometimes I feel that I get a little bit of the slack about, oh, well, people could, you know, he'll wait, you know, he'll, he'll go ahead and research something on his phone while he's waiting for me. Exactly. <laughs> but, but there's a part of me is just like that when that, that part that comes out of like, man, she's being rude. That's the part about like learning to, we don't see eye to eye on that, but it doesn't need to se- separate. And um, yeah. Mm-hmm. I do want to say also, so it annoys me that you don't think about taking your cups and plates out in the kitchen and that I do it. But I could have told you that that annoys me. So I'm just telling you right now that I just like to start on a fresh on the next day. Could you please take your cups out before we go upstairs to watch a movie because I know you will be tired afterwards. So I could just voice it and say it. So I guess I'm saying it now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. okay, I hear that. And I will be more <laughs> mindful about my cups and my dishes. Yeah. And I'm trying to think back also about some major decisions, you know, that we've made in our lives together about agreeing to disagree. And we've done that. We've disagreed upon some aspects of where to go and we've kind of traveled early on, where are we going to live in some ways, um, what we need to take 
with us on our travels. We had a lot of disagreements about that. And I just remember when the energy was so adamant about right and wrong and contempt, how poison that was in the relationship. Instead of realizing like, we're seeing it differently. Okay, we're two different people. How can we get more understanding? And then through the years, we learn how to talk to each other about being heard and being acknowledged. It doesn't mean that we have to agree with the other person. But I think the acknowledgement and the validation of the person's experiences or the feelings, when we do that well, that's when it's so much easier to agree to disagree and work through our disagreements. Yes. Yeah. Time and experience helps a lot. I do want to say that you do come from a very, very different background than me in the executive world. And you did a lot of business flights to Japan before you met me in your younger years. And you probably flew with very little luggage. Very little luggage. Oh, yeah. And you were very efficient and simplified and organized. When I, when I did my personal around the world trip, it was a backpack, baby. That was it. And I loved it. I love that minimal stuff. Yeah. So when I came to you and we had to take like five suitcases. <laughs> well, that I was a mom at that time with yeah. a little baby and I wanted everything I could need for my baby and my needs when we traveled. So, so I did not want to budge on how many suitcases, baby buggies, and strollers we should bring on that trip. So there was five suitcases, a baby buggy and a stroller, and a car seat. And I gave in just for the car seat. And I let you have that, that we wouldn't bring a car seat. We would simply just get one at the destination. But the other things, I stood my ground there. So... I also want to say that I'm a very different nature than you. I am an artist nature going with the flow. And and I want more of that in my life too. And I think that that's important. What I also think that is important to name is that we pretty much see eye to eye on important values. And I know that to agree to disagree or have disagreements on on foundational value systems is really difficult in a relationship. So we have very similar thought processes of what is valuable in life and what is meaningful and kindness and generosity and ways to treat people and even views of the world in certain ways. So I think it is important that people do have overlaps in their foundational value system because then the, then there's a lot of incompatibility as opposed to just being different. Um, too much difference doesn't feel, for me, it doesn't feel connecting. It doesn't feel um, safe and secure. Uh, but having a kind of variety of the way that we see those value systems, because I love th- how you come to express how you see that differently in the world, how you might, you know, around, I want to forgive people, I want to let go. You're such an inspiration to that, how you don't hold on to things and how you go about it. Sometimes I think, well, you shouldn't just let that go. You need to speak to the person, let them know how you're really feeling. 
And sometimes I'm thinking, wow, but she just like let it go. Why does it have to be this drawn out process that I think that I need to speak my truth to, to everybody instead of just letting go of something and, and forgive? So foundationally, I believe that we have very similar aspects and that makes it, uh, that makes a journey in our life together that we're walking on a, a very similar path. Mm-hmm. How do you yeah. like that? How do you like that one? That babe? was a beautiful little speech that I love. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you feel the same way around how our foundational value is? Yes. We have a pretty good flow there. And then it's just now and then we get into differences when because of our different natures or backgrounds and growing up on different continents. Yeah. Hmm. And I mean, yeah, I can get, you know, efficient and no, cut yeah. through as well. Very much. It's like we take turns a little bit there. So it's not that you're always like that at all. Mm-hmm. I mean, even and sometimes it's me who is very sharp and up in my mind, and uh, and it, it's often about home projects and home decisions that I am like that, and it's probably because that's my domain. Um, I'm the manager of the house, so then I can get a bit um, controlling there. Mm-hmm. And I come from my mind, and this is how I vision how things should be, the projects, and I manage a lot of the home uh, management projects. And and you might be so into your stuff and your flow with um, dealing with emails and clients, and then suddenly I butt in, and now we need this project done, and I want you to paint the railing or something like that. And you're not totally lined up with that. <clears throat> yeah, I think I think some of the uh, disalignment happens with some of our our energy um, levels because there's times where on the weekends I just want to really cool out. I had a lot of presence and energy that I put towards my work and, and my sessions, and there's times that I don't want to really just think about um, a project or actually physically do a project, I want to be able to do it more what I want to do, meaning that when I'm with um, my work, I've got to be there. I've got to sit, I've got to be present with people. And when I'm on my own time, I like to flow sometimes. Do I want to go for a walk? Do I want to work out? Do I want to spontaneously watch the sport event or this movie? And I want some of that autonomy and I got to realize that I'm also in a relationship that my weekend's just not about autonomy. My relationship is also about connecting with you. You like to connect doing projects. I kind of like connect with just chilling out together and talking about, you know, something we read or taking a walk together. And we're finding a good mix of, of doing that. And so one way is not better than the other. And that's the part again, that, that I'm really learning of, about the agree to disagree is like one one way to do our weekends or one way to be in our home is not right and the other one's not wrong one is not better than the other yeah you're bringing up a good point there 
your sacred weekends. And I do understand that. But you also had to explain it to me at some point because I was, you know, I had these things I want done and, oh, you're home for the weekend. I really want you to help me with this and that. And you would feel overwhelmed and you would get grumpy. And and um, and so we would have some qualls around that for some Uh, there was some periods of time where that happened now and then on weekends when I wanted projects done. And then suddenly one day you were explaining to me and you were coming from your more soft uh, heart space when you were explaining to me the reason why I am not really so willing to do these projects on Saturday is the week was long. I need downtime. I need Saturdays to to just be and hang out. And you were explaining that so well that I really got it. Of course, you've been working all week. You need to just be in your creative emotional flow and just be you for a day. And then I can catch you for the projects on Sunday. And I think when I've expressed that, I've also expressed the vulnerability of how some of my sessions affected me and what's going on and stirring in me, whether the feeling of not being capable or being capable or being moved by somebody's experience or, um, yeah, the vulnerability and the tenderness that I experienced in that session. And so I feel fragile. So when I'm able to talk more about that instead of just saying, I had a long week, you know, I don't expect you to understand that. I want you to really understand my world. So, not so that you'll agree with me, but you'll just understand me. And that to me is intimacy, when we understand each other more. And then the right and wrong goes out the goes out the window. When we really understand each other and can accept each other for our humanness and the growth that we're taking as human beings, oh, I love I love that space when we're when we're in that space. Yes, it really meant a lot to me to understand you better when, uh, you know, a while ago, quite a while ago, you began to to put words on, you know, this had really been a challenging day. And I'm really feeling with my clients and it really affected me because some of it also reminded me of something from my younger years or so. And it was like, I was so glad you were explaining that. And I really, you know, you were saying, and I'm really feeling overwhelmed and I just need time to to um, distract from this and watch sports or something or go for a walk alone. And you were, exp- you were vulnerable. Oh, I really like that. And I totally got you. I understood. And... And that was the time where we could talk about, well, so when should these house projects be done? What will be a good time for you that we do that? And and you, as we were talking, it became really clear for you, well, Saturdays are not really good for me to help you with anything. I'm like, Great, that's good to know so I don't get frustrated why you're not helping me. Great, we'll simply do it Sunday on or Monday uh, when you're off. Yeah, I think the, uh, I'm glad that 
that you had that understanding that Saturday, I just needed more integration back into my life with you and to, yeah, to feel more of my life instead of kind of being um, present and aware with, uh, with my work or other things happening or just the logistics of life, but just get more into with sinking into with you. And that's why I love Mondays, usually our date day. And, and uh, even though we haven't gone out on many dates recently, we're still spending just a lot of time together. Because we love being home at the moment. Yeah, and it's Monday and we're doing this together. And so we're connecting around doing a podcast together. And I, and I love those moments to be able to do that and get to feel you again and, and see you and hear you and, and um, not get wetted upon just the next thing that we have to do and check off the list. And when, when, when life just starts to just be constantly in the future moments, then I do get more wedded with this kind of right and wrong or um, yeah, hard to just agree to disagree instead of just much more being in the flow of being a human being. And that, that that should all go out the window. It's more about understanding and being seen and acknowledged for my experiences and my feelings. And so that all sounds, it all sounds, you know, we hear that a lot of that's healthy. But when we do that, boy, I know for me, I really let go of the contractions around disagreements and I feel more seen and heard. So when we miss in some of our disagreements, it's not a big fucking deal. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I just want to round off saying that it seemed like we take turns being in the vulnerable heart space or emotional flow and or being efficient and want things done. So we take turns. No, we don't take the turns. It just happens that that on Saturday you're in the vulnerable space and I'm in the efficient space. And at another time on, on Wednesday, it's opposite. And so it doesn't always align and it's okay. And, and the trick is simply to, to say, today is my off day. I, I just... It wouldn't be a pleasure to do these projects with you today, but let's make an appointment when we're going to do it. And I think that can help solve a lot of issues and disagreements. Doing that and speaking to our, our emotions. I'm, I'm overwhelmed. My cup is full. It's flowing over. I can't handle one more thing today. I just need Saturday off. Yeah. And I just want to round off and say that I so appreciate that when we let go of some things uh, around our disagreements that I don't feel that you're like one-upping, that you feel like I just kind of gave in because I think that you're right and that you use it against me and it's not a power trip and we don't power trip when we just agree to disagree because we know that can change. Like if I let go and say, you know what, it's no big deal, I'm gonna just let it go. A couple days later, a week later, a month later, it's a big deal maybe for me. And for me to change that and to be able to speak to that, you're open to that. You don't say, hey, you agreed to this last week and so we're not gonna have a discussion about it because it was already already agreed upon. That's what I love is that openness of being in the, in the, in the flow of uh, the authenticity 
of what we're experiencing and that can change. So I kind of throw that out to people about uh, being being open for that change of what's percolating in people. And I know for me, when I'm able to express more of that digestion and reflection within myself, then I'm able to express that. And our relationship is a safe place to do that. So I really, really, really appreciate that, that our that we've created and that you hold that space for me. So thank you, love. Mm. I just want to say I really appreciate you brought this up because that is uh, important there. As you say, yeah, we might have an agreement right now and it works fine for us. And then a month from now or a year from now, things will shift and change and we'll have to adapt to that, be flexible and adjust. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, this was a wonderful conversation with you here mm -hmm. on this Monday morning. Yeah, thank you so much. And I know that we have a little project that I'm going to be digging in a little bit. <laughs> yes, I'm going down there with the rip, and you're yeah. going to dig a big garden bed for me so uh, I can grow some sweet potatoes. Yeah, no, it'd be my pleasure, especially because we had this connection, and so I feel I feel good in doing the project that, together so yeah you. that's one thing oh i just want to end with this that's one thing i've been noticing that it is smart before i get you onto a project that we kind of have an exchange so here i am in your studio helping you out with this podcast here and in exchange you will be digging the garden for me mm. yeah it's a beautiful exchange and also it, for me, when we connect before we're doing a project, then uh, I'm not as impatient with the project or um, I'm just more kind and more loving and, and more present with you because we already established that that connection right before. So I like I like when that happens. Exactly. That's a good point. Yeah, and, and sometimes that connection is that we take a walk first in nature mm -hmm. and then we're ready for something yeah. and... Yeah, we're much more in tune with, hmm, I'm not ready right now. What can I do to get ready? And then can we take this walk together or should I take the walk alone? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, love. I love this journey with you. And um, I love too. to talk about it and express it. So, all right. Until the next time, babe. Relationships, Let's Talk About It, is a production of HeartShare Counseling and Consulting PC of Asheville, North Carolina. For more about licensed counselor Prebo Teplitsky, visit prebo.com. Theme music by Adi the Monk. This content is intended for informational purposes only, is not a substitute for professional counseling or therapy, medical advice, diagnosis or treatment, and does not constitute medical or other professional advice.